Tonight, on Mission 8 of Rogue Padron, we have Operation Black Moon, General Salm's request, a plan to get even with the Imperials, sharing the plans with the Rogues, Old Man Wedge, and The Night Before the Storm, a.k.a. Rogues and Romance, Part 2. Mm. Yeah. This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue 6, standing by. Rogue 7, standing by. Rogue 3, standing by. So romance. I love that chapter. I can't uh, wait to read it, it was... with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Yep. It was it was really good. This is why I read this book. These books. It's for, for the trashy romance. It's for the trashy romance. I don't get enough of it in my real life, so I gotta live it through this quadrant. Yeah. So, Alright. Welcome to the latest mission of Rogue Padron. Tonight we'll be going over chapters 26 through 31 of x-wing rogue squadron but before that let's say hello to our hosts we have heath rogue sick oh shoot i already forgot oh meg i'm sorry rogue leader how could you <laughs> sorry we have heath rogue three it's like you think who... of us as people instead of numbers <laughs> i know <laughs> i'm the worst captain ever <laughs> if heath was a meme I think he would be the Kermit, but that's none of my business one. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> and then we have Rogue Six, Danny, who I think fits in the socially awesome, socially awkward penguin, because even though he gets fired from Far Far Away Radio a billion times, he still never loses his job. I love that meme. I love penguins. See, accurate. <laughs> and it's very relevant now, to my life. Absolutely. And then we have Rogue Seven, Saf, much Saf, so Hobbit, very cute, wow, who would obviously be the doge of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm Rogue Leader Meg, and I would be in Sandy Wolf because I use caps lock too often and always take it too far. Good. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> So before we jump into the chapter discussion, I believe Danny has a Rogue One question for us. I do indeed. Speaking of memes, I have a question about X-Wings. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> Go on. That one didn't really I'm work. Danny, I don't... Danny, that's not how that works. <laughs> when do they ever work, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at transitions, okay? <laughs> one day, it'll be perfect. So last week, we talked a little bit about how... Um, we think that obviously X-Wings will play some role uh, in the movie because um, Lucasfilm does not want to have an uprising on their hands. So, like, maybe since it's Rogue One, do we think this is going to be the first X-Wing? Do we think the development of X-Wings and the development of Squadrons is going to play a role in this movie? Is that something we'd want to see? Or would we rather maybe see that in Rebels a la the B-Wing episode that we saw last week? That is a good question that I'm not sure I have an answer to. <laughs> Great. Chapter 26. <laughs> yeah i mean i guess i haven't thought about it but i did see someone tweet um the other day about how like if x-wings are kind of the staple of new hope why don't we see like any prototypes before then mm -hmm. um which 
you would think they would be in production before Rebels, but maybe not. I don't really know how spaceships work. Neither, honestly. I mean, yeah. I'm not a pilot, nor am I a space pilot. Wow, <laughs> Just, you heard it here first, that. folks. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case people were wondering. Really? We're not actually rogues. Oh, it's heartbreaking. Um, it would be cool to see, like... Wait, how early... How Do we know the timeline of this? Like, where it is in comparison to A New Hope? I think it's, like, directly before A New Hope. Oh. Like, it's the weeks leading up to that movie. Oh, so, okay. I, yeah, I guess it wouldn't make sense to see the first X-Wing at that point, because they're clearly, yeah. like, in operation by the time of the trench run. Yeah. So, but Dang. yeah, like, I'll when... would be so cool. I mean, if you think about it, besides the Millennium Falcon, I think the X-Wing is probably the most iconic spaceship in Star Wars. Yeah. And... TIE Fighter 2, though. Sure. TIE Fighter X-Wing are kind of maybe on the same same level, yeah. in that sense. Yeah, But, level. like, it seems like we're going to eventually since we're toying around in this era and since they're such an important ship like it seems like we're gonna see their origin or some prototypes eventually i really hope so because i want like another figure for my desk of like an earlier x-wing so i can have the evolution of x-wings because that'd be really cool there was one ship in the prequels that looked like an x-wing i just sent it to you guys in the chat actually um yeah the ones that they're flying um oh yeah yeah in, um, it's in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, at the beginning. So I don't know if like that was sort of a prototype, and then it evolved and got like a little sleeker because this one's pretty bulky. Yeah, um, they just take pieces off it, it. It seems like there is something we have to look at that is sort of the foundation, at least. Yeah, I'd say so. They definitely, I think, used X-wing design stuff when designing the ship. Yeah. Like, not in canon, but in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. In conclusion, we are not engineers on this podcast. <laughs> we know nothing it's about a good conclusion. <laughs> or, nor are we space pilots. We're <laughs> all <laughs> oh, frauds. <laughs> but we can read books. So. We yeah, can do that. That's one skill. <laughs> we can do that. On that note, let's jump into the chapter discussion. Yay. All right. So at the beginning of chapter 26, it is we go ahead and skip two weeks, and it's currently the Black Moon mission. Um, Cray 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 Fay has been <laughs> focusing on Sorry. keeping it. It gets, it. Me, it gets me every time. <laughs> By the end of this podcast, we'll have renamed every character in these books or reimagined everyone's body yeah exactly (laughs) 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 but for leading up to this it was focused on morale building over strategy so that kind of gives us gives us the impression that um he's also not quite sure about how this mission is going to turn out he obviously (laughs) thinks it's going to work because he's really arrogant but i think there's probably something he knows that like it's not a good plan they're all pumped up, but they uh, don't know how they're going to do it. Exactly. And when they arrive, Corin thinks that something is wrong, but he's still going to fly his danged best um, to do the mission. And we skip then to Lore and Derricot, who are underground beneath the insulation on Bor- Borlaeus. And the shield 
that protects their base is holding super strong, but Derricote is having his men reduce the power little by little to give the rebels the impression that their bombardment is working. Um, and that's going to be his little sneak attack where he lulls them into a sense of security and then obviously is going to trick them later. Back up in space, um, Andorni is back in three flight, but there's still short one pilot. No one has filled Lujane's seat. And as the shield drops, the rogues are sent in to escort the assault shuttles down rather than run interference for the Y-Wings. Cray Cray Crayfay sends the Y-Wings back to dock because he thinks that their strafing run will just waste time. Already a terrible idea. And as they go down to the planet, Corin mentions or like thinks about how um, Crayfay wants the base as intact as possible. So a lot of options, if things go wrong, are off the table. So they're really betting that everything is going according to plan. Of course they don't! And the ion cannons from the base start firing. One shuttle is one assault shuttle is destroyed, and the shield around the base is back up at 200%, and TIE fighters have been launched. So everything is wrong at this point in time. Okay, I gotta cut uh, in right here, because yeah. I underlined in my book uh, a, a sentence that was, and Dorney likewise, likewise reported in, 12 has acquired targets, which is not a very interesting sentence, but I was just so excited to see her doing something. And I was like, yes, she's back in the action. I'm so <laughs> excited to finally learn a little bit more about this character. Let's go, Andorni. Yep. yep. So yeah. then after the fighting starts, <laughs> Rogue 2, the Bothan Peshk, is hit by an iron burst, and his ship is basically decimated. He's dead. Yeah, like super dead. <laughs> There's so nothing dead. left. <laughs> so dead. Um, as, well... <laughs> as well as the Rebel Star Destroyer Emancipator is taking heavy bombardment. Who's Pesh? Um, did, ha- did he ever Pesh do anything? Pesh is Rogue No. Okay. Yeah, what has he That's done why I have point? no feelings about this. Yeah, like they they just mentioned his name, basically. Okay. Um, unlike Lu Jane, they didn't set you up for heartbreak with this one. Right. Mm. Um, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Sorry. If they didn't set everyone up for heartbreak, that would be a bit yeah. much. They had to pick. Um, <sighs> and they picked all the ladies. <laughs> be sad about the ladies. Wait, is Pesca I'm lady? I'm sad about the ladies. No, uh, but Andorni Oh, the ones and, that we're uh, breaking our hearts over are. Got it. Yeah, yeah. The ones that hurt us are ladies. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Typical. Although, to be fair, Andorni has said about five things in this entire book, too, so... (laughs) That's just you. It's really just anyone who's, like, ill-advised enough to become super attached to incredibly secondary characters who's going to have their feelings hurt by this. Yeah. 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 I learned that lesson already. (laughs) At least Jane had, like, a lot of character... Like, a little bit of character development. She was the heart of the team. She was, was. and now they're just heartless. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. And just looking to sex so... each other to get over their feelings. Wow. Spoiler alert. That's what adults do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too real. Okay, moving on. <laughs> it, it, it is what adults do. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So as we alluded to, Indorty uh, Rogue 12 is killed in action. Maybe uh... um, by some typers. And then Corrin vapes that TIE fighter in exchange. Uh, we also find out that in the battle, Nawara, Erisi, and Oral um, go extra vehicle. So they're currently just floating in space, which is not a good plan. So does extra vehicle um, mean that their ships are just unable to 
like power yeah, off, either their basically. ships are have no power or their ships were destroyed, um, and so they ejected themselves out of it before. Got it. So that's <laughs> oh, why he sees them yeah. like floating around in space. Yep, they have no ships. So Tycho, being the hero, um, runs shuttle runs a space shuttle into the battle to rescue the EV rogues, um, even though that it's currently a super hot zone and he definitely should not be doing that because he has no weapons. Um, yep. And as a special shout out to Heath, Corin uh, calls Tycho Cap. Uh, it was so good. And as soon as I read that, I was like, oh, Heath. <laughs> it was, it was, I, read it on the, I read it on the train this morning and squealed a little bit. <laughs> so accurate. And um, so accurate. As they're trying to finish up the rescue, um, there's another two flights of ties coming in. Um, but Defender Squadron, um, General Som's Y Wings, come into flight cover, giving the rogues time to get the pilots out of there. So Yay, maybe Y Wings aren't General. as bad as we thought they Som. were. It's true. Y Wings always repay their debt, I guess, is what he said, something like that. Wow. So that was that. There was a really film. cold reaction to Y Wings on this Padron. I yeah. am actually growing to like some quite a bit. Ew. I know. I <laughs> feel dirty. He's so Y Wing prejudiced. <laughs> I feel dirty. That's why I didn't want to say anything. Seth. <laughs> no. I expected more of you. I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry okay, Seth. Like I think there's room for more than one ship in this galaxy. Yeah, B Wings. Yeah. Yeah. A wings, A wings are also great. A wings are the best. The um, if Y wings were, a I saw meme. a K wing yesterday, and what? I went to a hobby store, like one of those like ga- tabletop gaming stores, because my friend yeah. works there. And I walked in, and it was it, they are not my kind of place. And so to avoid everyone, I just walked over to the Star Wars stuff and was just staring. And there was a K wing, and I was like, they really need to just that doesn't seem real. They need to stop. <laughs> That's made up. What do they even look like? They look like a K, kind of, <laughs> a little bit. Let's see. Oh yeah, it does kind of look like a K. Yeah, huh. it's kind of cool. I kind of like it, but like, it's too many. What What yeah. do we think? Like thirty years from now, when they run out of letters, what do you think they'll start naming their ships in the Star Wars galaxy? Numbers. I hope after animals, like the oh, thirty-seven God. wing. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, that'd be so bad. Well, I mean, numbers do go on Seven infinitely. Wing. They'd be some weird-looking ships, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I'm gonna put my fit my foot down. Lower <laughs> lowercase A wing. Oh god. The Greek alphabet. No. We're not doing yeah. that. Hi. Wing. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> So for chapter twenty seven. Oh, okay. But come on, Rogue Leader, we're having so much fun. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> anyway, right. enough about twenty seven wings. Because um, it's a horrible idea. It's really bad. <laughs> At the beginning of chapter 27, we're back on base, and Corin is waiting around while all of his friends receive back to treatment for being EV. Wait, what What does EV mean? Extra vehicle. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so anybody who is out in space um, by themselves <laughs> needs to like get some Bacta on them because they, no matter what you suffer damage from um, just being in a suit. Are there? And, um, okay, well, this is really yeah. nitty gritty, but like their helmets don't fully enclose their faces, right? I think there's a setting where they do. Maybe Rogue Squadron wears different helmets? I think it's... Um, 
Yeah, I think they probably improved on the helmet situation since then. Okay. Yeah. Because enough of them were getting, like, knocked out. Yeah. And I know, like, on Hoth, it didn't really matter because they were staying, like, lower atmosphere. Right. Um, But, like, yeah, thinking about the Death Star runs, I just don't... I just think that movie-wise, they didn't want to cover up their pretty faces. Sure. Which is legitimate. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I think they probably have full face helmets, for sure. That lock into their suits. Otherwise, this makes no sense. (laughs) 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 And um, Corin makes a quick remark about how he wants to take Erisi out for a romantic walk on the beach. He just he needs to keep it in his pants and just sit down. Well, it was just interesting because like he has been like denying romantic feelings toward her all this time and then like suddenly that comes up about how he wants to like go on a date with her basically there well i mean so he many... just survive an edith situation again. i mean yeah like she almost just died but there are so many good things Corn about these two sentences like i like how he refers to bacta as erisi's family's finest stock so it's a friendly reminder that she's tied to the bacta industry which i don't know yeah. might be relevant later on and also, he, he's so emo, too. <laughs> as beautiful as it is, right. though, it's hard to think of enjoying anything right now. Oh. <laughs> it's like reading a fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Anyway, after that, uh, we find out that Oral lost half of his right arm, and the doctors aren't sure about prosthetics for Gans. Um, so that might be a problem in the future. <laughs> so that's great. That goes back and to we... how intricately... Or, he, he was really like describing Oral's hand really intricately a couple weeks back. And so that makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of weird. <laughs> we also find out that Shield was injured, Shield the Wolfman. Um, but he had kept flying in his damaged ship. And um, he only went in for treatment because Gavin like made him, which is so cute. Might I... be a better bromance than Corn and Tycho, as far as I'm concerned. Gavin's just so adorable. That's so cute. That is so, so cute. They're really sweet. Gavin's such a nice guy. I hope such a nice kid. Yeah. And um, there are only two thirds of the rogues left, and only half have ships. So there's only about six ships, six functioning X-wings back in the squadron, um, and nine pilots. So Wedge is going to have a lot of work to do to replace stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then Entor enters that, Lieutenant Page. Is that book Sorry, two? Is ahead. book two just Wedge like fundraising for the entire book? Yeah, yeah. It's him just like making phone calls and <laughs> writing grant letters, <laughs> having ship washes. No, it's fine. M Tray's gonna find it all. Don't worry about <laughs> okay, it. Okay, great. Yeah. It's gonna scrounge. And then enters Lieutenant Page, uh, who is a leader of a commando unit. And so these guys are on the ground and we're on the assault ships going into Borlaeus. And he buys Corn a drink because he knows that he probably would have died if the rogues weren't there. And Paige wanted to wait two weeks to infiltrate under a meteor shower on the planet. And it would they would him and his commandos would have taken out the ion cannons and done more and thorough recon, like finding out they had hangers where tie interceptors were and other important things that probably would have led to the mission not being a complete failure. Um, Wouldn't it be nice if they had been allowed to do that? I know. So nice if they just had a little bit of patience because of... But no, Cray Cray just had to go be Cray Cray. Just 
namesake. <laughs> Live up to his damn name. Yeah. So we find out that uh, Cray 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 Fate really wanted a quick success. So he would be chosen to lead the assault on Coruscant. And that's why, like, all of his posturing was for. And Corrin guessed that the extra protection on the base was also kept off Imperial record, which we know is true. Um, so that explains why the Bothans had no clue that it, it existed at all. But in reality, the reason why the Bothans didn't know is because the Imperials were feeding them information. Yeah. So yeah. basically the Bothans were not very helpful in the situation at all. Bothans are just freaking... They're so useless. Like, they're kind of cute people. Because they're, you know, kid-like, but they're, they're freaking useless. They don't know how to do anything. And they should just step away and just let other people handle things. Hey, 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 hey. Hashtag not all Bothans. <laughs> well, it's been every Bothan so far. <laughs> Hashtag almost all Bothans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Never trust the Bothans. I'm hoping that the Bothans as a species have a redemption arc in these books. Maybe we'll get a Bothan rogue pilot at some point. We had one, apparently. Oh, did we? we yeah, he got yeah, blown up last chapter. Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, see what I mean? They're freaking useless. <laughs> Just because you can't remember That's who so they are, cool. Saf. No, but he died, and nobody remembered his name. So, so funny. what do they say about him? Nothing, that he's a bot. He's a token bothet. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. So... Corrin has Whistler analyzing data from Black Moon and hoping to find a way to strike back at the planet. And Whistler comes up with some results and him and Lieutenant Page run out to go problem solve. Um, then the chapter cuts over to Wedge and General Salm, who are drinking. And Good. Salm remarks that even if Black Moon hadn't failed, it's, well, it's probably best that Black Moon did fail. Um, because there's an Imperial Star Destroyer 2, which is lovingly referred to as the Imp Star Deuce, which I just enjoy saying. Such a good um, name. Would have arrived within six hours of the Rebels. And so even if they got down on the planet, they'd probably be wrecked by the Imperial Star Destroyer, which would have taken yeah. out the Eviscerator, no problem. And um, Psalm suspects info leaks, but for once doesn't eye Tycho for it. And he honestly has no idea where the leak could be. Just knows that in general, there's always a leak. Wow. And so the real reason why General Salm invited Wedge for drinks was because Salm is concerned about Wedge's report. In the battle, Salm disobeyed a direct order from Crayfay to go back and dock with the ship. And instead, he waited in like the shadow of the Eviscerator saying that they couldn't hyperspace out um, because they're too close to the gravity, blah, blah, space talk. I don't, I don't know. Um, but anyway, <laughs> he stayed there, and that's how he could go in and help the rogues. And he realizes that he did exactly what Wedge would do in that situation, and that makes him really upset. <laughs> he's not a rogue. He's, a, he's the leader of the Y-Wings, and Y-Wings uh, rule in discipline, not talent. And so if he goes around breaking rules then his squadron might think it's okay, and then everyone's probably dead. And so he wants Wedge to file a proper report about the incident, saying that Psalm, in fact, did disobey direct orders. Why is Psalm so terrible. regulatory? I don't know. Not terrible. Hey, he, he saved their asses. <laughs> yeah, Psalm's not sure bad. He... He's just, like, riddled with self-confidence issues. Yes. He's a little bit, yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially when you're a Y-Wing guy. <laughs> it comes <laughs> with the territory. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I just, I, it's really obvious in the way that, like, everyone treats X-Wings versus the way that people treat, and we are treating Y-Wings, right? Is that's like, well, Y-Wings are slow and blah, 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 and the B-Wings are better versions of them. Um, we just don't have enough money or we can't produce them quick enough. Otherwise, they'd all have B-Wings. Um, and so it's kind of like, I kind of imagine Y-Wings as Hufflepuff. Um, in Aww. that, like, anybody can belong there. And it's just that you have to work really hard, right? Like, you just have to learn how to do it. Um, and it doesn't take as much, like, natural talent as flying an X-Wing does or, like, being in Rogue Squadron does. So, We're yeah. We're going to get some think... angry tweets from Hufflepuffs. Oh, yeah. I'm a Hufflepuff, so. <laughs> also, you can say that. I can say that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Hufflepuffs, welcome everybody. So they're just talking about what could have, what could be done differently in Black Moon in order to take the planet. And I just thought it was cute that this phrase come up, which was a, a TRD, which is the trench run disease, which came into usage after the first Death Star, um, to talk about Star Destroyers and other large buildings that like have that buildings, large uh, spaceships who who have that problem of like, you're so large and you have all these trenches, but you can be taken out by like something really small getting up in your business. And that's something that like the empire is actively like trying to defend against. And um, at that point, Corrin and Lieutenant Page burst in and they come with the news that Whistler can pinpoint the weaknesses of the base and where exactly in space Black Moon is. So they can better um, plan a strategy, how to get into the system and how to like take the planet. And so Solemn agrees to work with them and Wedge under, like, complete and total secrecy. So then at Chapter 28, we switch back to um, Lore, who is headed back to Imperial Center. Derricott doesn't mind his secrets being told to Isard uh, because he knows that he and his assets are worth more alive than dead, which is totally fair. Derricott also knows that Imperial Center is going to fall at some point, whether it's to rebels or to pirates or warlords. Um, and so he's happy to fortify himself where he is and says that Lore will always have a place with him, which is seemingly generous, but also probably not so much. I would read some it... alternate reality fanfic where Imperial Center fell to pirates. And that would be really Hondo cool. Onaka crowned himself the new emperor of the galaxy. That'd be so funny. I think Hondo's dead now. He's He'd be very old. You don't know how long their species lives. He was an old man in Rebels, like... When was he an old man? His well, tail, he was acting like an old man. This is only like 10 years later. Oh, I don't know. I'm really bad with Remember time, Palpatine okay? was what? Like 370? Yes, he also had the dark side fueling him. And <laughs> well, also, that, that's not true, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm a fake geek girl. I don't know anything. Why am I even here? Because we need your pretty face and accent. Aw. I'm okay with that. <laughs> as long as you're okay. <laughs> Switching back to the rebel side, Re Wedge and Saul meet with Akbar to tell them their plan to capture Black Moon. They figured out it's Borlaeus and how the shield has so much power, which is because the generator from the Alderaan Biotics facility on the other side of the planet is also functioning and can root power to the shields if necessary. Um, and that the facility and the base are connected by an underground tunnel. And the plan is to hit the tunnel, and that will sever the generator to the shields and also 
make sure that there's no escape routes either way, besides the obvious one of out the front door. And um, by changing the, by making sure that the generator isn't hooked up to the shields, the the original Bothan estimate would be correct, and they could probably bombard the shields to go down with the Emancipator. I just love that name. It's just such a cool name. They all have pretty cool names. That's the takeaway from this part of the book. Yeah. <laughs> and while they're planning this, they are going while the like this action on Borlais is going down, they're going to stage a feint at the nearby planet Jaga 2 to keep the Impstar Deuce busy. And they'll pretend to engage, but they'll make the jump to light speed right before it happens. And it will take the Impstar Deuce, the Inviscerator, like two hours to collect its TIE fighters. And even then, it'll return to the other planet in the system or to mirror it. Uh, rather than go to Borlaeus. And it's it's a kind of another threefold plan on that where Both and Slicers will finally do something and put information <laughs> into the Imperial networks that a secret installation was discovered on Ord Mirat that may hold the key to finding the Katana fleet. And like that bait is like so ridiculous that it's hard to believe, but also you can't not check it out. Like if there's even a hope that someone could find the Katana fleet, they have to chase after it. Um, and so then the rebels at Borlaeus will have a 16 hour window where the eviscerator will be indisposed. I am so grateful for your existence, rogue leader, because <laughs> this is I had no a mind blowingly complicated plan. And I did not understand what was <laughs> going no, on I when had, I was reading this. I had no idea. I actually did, which is a surprise, because normally I don't understand <laughs> anything that's happening. We're not space pilots. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I'm a space tactician or something. I don't know. I would not be good at tactics, that's yeah. a lie. So it's it's like a threefold plan of where they're going to um trick people to think that the real target is Orid Mirit while staging a feint at um, Jaga 2 to distract people from Ord Merit, but the real reason is because they're distracting everybody from Borlaeus. So, that's a good it's complicated, but that's really the only way that they're ever, actually going to have a chance to hit Borlaeus. It, it could work. This yeah. plan work. is so good, I feel like it could be the setting for the grand finale of a novel. Oh, wow. So interesting. <laughs> so the plan is um, on Borlaeus. Um, the rogues will go in and destroy the pipe that leads to the generator to the base. And at the meanwhile, uh, Lieutenant Page and other commandos will be on the ground using the connecting tunnel to take the facility and the base and take out the ion cannons from the from like planet side. And the Y-Wings will come in later to provide cover as the commandos finish, finish up securing what they need. And it will be a volunteer mission for the rogues because there will be absolutely no help if they're stranded on the planet or if they go EV. Akbar thinks it's a good plan, but he can make it better because Akbar is actually the most brilliant military mind in the rebellion. And um, no one besides them know, is allowed to know what the destination is, but they can be better trained um, on what to expect when they get there. Like they actually have really specific mission parameters now, which is something they did not have on the first run on Black Moon. Akbar is maybe my most favorite character in all of Star Wars. And I really love really? Akbar. Are these books, yeah. like, 
or does somewhere do we ever learn what like because it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me that mon calamari are like such good military minds and and like ship designers and all those things like are we ever going to go into so, his backstory a little bit in these books um not so much in the rogue books uh, but I can give you a little background. So the Mon Cal's have always been good at ship design. Um, but Akbar specifically is um, real is a really excellent tactician because he was actually taken from Mon Cal and um, was a slave to Grand Moff Tarkin. And oh, so oh. he learned from Tarkin, like even more so because Tarkin is a great military mastermind. And so he learned a lot of his strategy and why he's so good at detecting Imperial stuff um, because he knows how they work. Got it. And like, that's also his kind of like personal vendetta, obviously, even if like fighting for Mon Cal's like freedom wasn't enough, but like he has been personally wronged by the empire. <laughs> what, like, where is that story? Like, I'm assuming this is all legends like this. Yeah, it's all legends. For um, is that from one of the other books, or where did like where did that come from? I'm trying to think of where they drop that information. Uh, I'll get back to you on. Yeah, that. it's fine. Yeah. I'll just rewatch the the Clone Wars arc in the meantime. Oh, oh his so good. Weird. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, those were really dark. Also, yes. Anyway, so moving on to chapter twenty nine, Wedge is now briefing the Rogues on the plan for the mythical planet. A Fenari Prime, because obviously he can't tell them that it's another black moon, that it's Borlaeus. Corrin still knows this, but he's not going, he's not about to tell everybody. And so their mission is have to hit a small pipe without the aid of a targeting computer. And while Noara says, like, that's impossible, Gavin, being from Tatooine, starts with, <laughs> that's nothing. Back home in Beggar's Canyon. <laughs> oh, Gavin such a child and so, then wedge th throws more shade at luke because why not yeah because he's like uh no one from tatooine thinks that that is hard ever <laughs> so um they find out that they only have about 30 minutes to get in like down on the planet and hit the target and so if they waste too much time flying around and fighting they won't be able to have enough fuel to hit hyperspace and get back out um this fuel Except, thing is, like, really interesting because I haven't read any other Star Wars book that's made such, like, actually been realistic about the fuel use of the ships. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not, like, an infinite battery kind of yeah. thing. Um, and, I mean, and it's get it gets used a lot in Rogue Squadron because, like, that's how, like, lore figures out, um, you know, where the Rebel base was in the first place is because of trying to think of fuel calculations of where they were jumping. And if it's a one-way trip, then this means that this blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, it's the only one that's actually like, hey, X-Wings aren't magical. <laughs> it's kind of nice or to see the realism. Yeah. Um, fortunately, MJ scrounged some extra fuel pods. And so they have an extra 45 minutes to hit the pipe, which seems like forever to them, which is good, because hopefully it means they can actually do it. They're going to die. Um, spends so much time scrounging. Yeah, and it's great, because as he's talking to the Wedge, he's kind of throwing shade at the same time, being like, I'm just doing what I need to do. Like, you don't have to worry about it, Wedge. Scrounging and winking. Yeah. He's an he interesting does. droid. Um, so Oral is still going to be out because he doesn't have a proper prosthetic in order to allow him to fly the X-Wing. And Nawara will be flying Lujanes. 
and Eresi and Shiel will be on the ground helping Tycho. Well, not on the ground, but not in their X-Wings helping Tycho. Um, Wedge, Corrin, Gavin, Rosati, Nawara, and Brojace are going on this mission. So there are six rogues out of 12. Corrin will be flying as Wedge's wingman, and they will be the first to into the valley and will relay telemetry to the rest of the rogues for their runs, just like in that very first exercise. So it all comes full circle. So poetic. Yeah. And um, in the next chapter, in chapter 30, since that was a pretty short chapter, we start off with basically Corn and Bro Jace being hella bros. Rona out. <laughs> um, talking about who's the best pilot. Well, I'm going to do this. And all of these other pilots aren't as good as us. Blah, blah, blah. And um, as they're doing sims to get ready for the black, for the Fenera Prime run. And um, in The Sims, Gavin actually has the best record for hitting the tunnel, which is no surprise because Beggar's Canyon. But he's still going to have to be careful because there are still probably going to be a lot of TIE fighters hanging around. Then we find out that Wedge is only 27 and I have wasted my life. Crazy. (laughs) How is that possible? Yeah, because he definitely acts like he's much older. Like, Like I would imagine mid to late 30s, right? But not not a pretty baby of 27. But him and Tycho are... He's talking to Tycho about, oh, he feels so old and look at these youngins. And Tycho's reminding him that he is not old and he's still, like, the best thing. He's still the best thing that the the best pilot that the Rebel Alliance has. And there are pl- he says to him, there are plenty of imp pilots out there who don't sleep the whole night through because of dreams about you being on their tails which is cute but also kind of sexy i don't know (laughs) i don't really yeah 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 anyway but we also find out that taiko has a mysterious old relationship with um a ghost from alliance procurement and supply who was always away on secret missions so that's like a little little more trashy romance there i wonder if she will be making an appearance later on or Maybe. she, yeah, no, know. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no, pretty we, sure we already we already know who the gay used. people are in these books. <laughs> yeah, we we know. She's very nice taken. and lived on Alderaan for several years. Danny, sorry, sorry, Heath. Yes, uh, he could be bi. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I like to think that. I mean, he obviously loves Wedge, so. Obviously, head cannon. Head cannon like accepted. waggling my eyebrows loves wedge like <laughs> a bit more than a bromance there yeah yep drop the b <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> what what if you take the b off bromance it's a romance <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's move on to the last <laughs> chapter, chapter 31, the romance chapter, part two. And Erisi and Corin are, well, after Rasadi leaves with Nora and they're all going to their own, like, places to sleep, I guess. Um, Except not. Erisi and Corin are, yeah, to not sleep, are <laughs> flirting again. She's distressed that they all die and she'll be left alone, wondering if she could have made a difference. Um... And she invites Corin to stay the night because obviously Rosati is not coming back. But he once again says no. Um, although there's a lot of like super playful banter around like how he has to come back because he doesn't want to disappoint her and they smooch it some more. Like, ugh. 
Whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not and, ideal. Yeah, not ideal. Do you want to <laughs> come back to my room? Script. I shouldn't, Eresy. Are you certain? Think of it as a chapter for your memoirs. I have no doubt that it would take two chapters. So uh, gross. Uh, <laughs> Nobody ew. wants two chapters of that. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> no. No. So, anyway, that's that's the kind of awesome flirting you can learn from Star Wars. I am going to be so good at flirting by the time I finish these books. I'm going to get so many ladies and or dudes. So many. <laughs> You're going to get so many ladies. So many ladies. And dudes who want to write some memoirs. Uh. Uh, no, I don't, I don't want those dudes. <laughs> Is that what they're so, calling it nowadays? It's a yeah. huge chapter. <laughs> uh... Uh, so Corin goes back to his room and he has a slight personal crisis because he doesn't want to die like alone <laughs> and um, because he thinks about how his dad died alone and he doesn't want that to happen to him. So it's fair. Good job, Corin. Um, <laughs> and I like how he's basically and, just like talking to himself as he yeah, walks into his room. He's like, right. And um, as he enters his room, he finds that Mirax is in Oral's bunk. She had a problem with a pulsar skate and she can't go back to it. So Oral offered her his bed since he has to stay in the medical station anyway. Mirax assumed that Corin would be with Eresy, so she said sure. So they both get like mad at each other at this point. Like Corin gets mad that she would assume that he'd sleep with Eresy and ignoring the fact he wanted to. Yeah, and he just thinks yeah. that she's like being jealous. And when she shoots him down, like, he gets his feelings hurt. <laughs> oh, God. That's such a mess. It, it, they are such... Oh, man. These people pain me. They pain me so much. Welcome to adult dating. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> They're kind of like... not fun for anybody. They're kind of like the nerds of the Star Wars universe, right? Because, like, the reason they're all such good pilots is probably because they've spent their entire lives thinking about nothing but piloting. So now you put them in a situation yeah. where they like yeah. have to interact with other humans, and they're like, "Whoa, what do I do?" <laughs> I never thought about it that way, but that's really good. Oh my god, that's hilarious. They're uh, all very special. Cor- uh, Mirax, actually, this is actually the interesting part of the chapter where Mirax recognizes Corn's good luck charm as a Jedi credit, and a Jedi credit was a token to be given out to fr- Jedi a Jedi's friends family like master um when they achieve the rank of jedi master so it's like a commemorative like graduation card basically and corn again recounts that the only jedi that his family knew was one that worked with his great-grandfather or worked with his grandfather during the clone wars so that mystery kind of gets thicker interesting and then mirax flirts with corin I know. It's late and the day's been exhausting. I'll get up early to record some messages, but right now, I need my sleep. So do I. I'm just going to go over there and lie down. So I imagined. Rex lay back down and pulled the blanket up under her chin. Corn walked over to his bed, sat down, and kicked off his boots. He started to pull off his slate suit, but stopped when he noticed she was watching. I thought you were going to sleep. I am, but I was just wondering. Yes? Do you think it'll be warm enough tonight? 
Corrin peeled his flight suit down to his waist and snaked it down over the lower half of his body. Whoa! <laughs> her questions sounded innocent enough, but the inflection in her voice filled it with all sorts of innuendos and invitations. Visions of the two of them entwined together in his bed flashed through his mind. He was tempted. In her arms he could find sanctuary from the loneliness and fear he felt. But what they would be doing, he would be doing for himself. That wouldn't be right. Yeah, Merrix. I think I will be warm enough. Oh, good. Merrix smiled at him as he pulled his sheets over himself. I just thought I'd ask. Thanks. He hit the light switch and the room went black. Corin. Yes? Are you sure you'll be warm enough? Quite sure. He said, regretting each syllable. Good. Mischief shot through her voice. Then you wouldn't mind tossing me your spare blanket, would you? Not at all. He laughed lightly. Sad laugh. Ha ha ha! That was so good! <laughs> he laughed lightly and tossed the blanket from the foot of his bed off into the darkness. Good night, Miss Tarek. Sleep tight, Mr. Horn. Tomorrow will be all clear skies and easy shots for you. Uh, yeah, right. So sexy. <laughs> <laughs> what a sexy laugh. <laughs> uh, what an easy breezy laugh you have there, <laughs> I'm so casual. Corin is so casual. Corin's so casual. <laughs> oh my god. So that's how we ended those chapters. What a good, what a good ending. Good work, everybody. <laughs> yeah, great work. Great romance. There's good sexual tension between us. Yeah, well Hell done. Yeah. Yeah. I almost believed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Heath. Yes. So last week we asked you all, if you were a pilot, what would you have M-Trace scrounge for you? We got some awesome responses. Rossi said, I would want M-Trace to scrounge up Lando's cape for me. Imagine how badass you'd feel flying an X-Wing with that on. True. It's a good cape. I would love that cape. It's a really good cape. I would love any of his capes. He has an immaculate wardrobe. <sighs> yeah. He really does. He really does. What if it like, said got it... in the way of your controls, though? Don't care. You gotta look good. Or like you were it's like about your... to bring your hand around real quick, back. and it got caught on your cape, and then you like bumped How are the you wrong flying? button. <laughs> yeah. And what kind of capes are you wearing? <laughs> oh, you guys don't wear front capes. No, <laughs> that's a called a bib, Danny. <laughs> um, my parents always called it a front cape to make me feel better about myself. Are you being serious right now? I can't tell. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Brian said, if he could find Corn's humility, that would be great. I love it. So sassy. Oh, so sassy. It's so good. M Trey would never come back. Nope. <laughs> Can one find something that was never around to begin with, though? That's the oh. question. And I said it would take another 18 years for them to find that. Good. Spoilers. Yeah. yeah. That is not covered by Rogue Squadron also. <laughs> okay. That's into New Jedi Order. Woof. Kylo Ben said, What do we think are the chances M Trey could scrounge up a lady who doesn't have the galaxy's most slender waist? Oh 
I love the sass of it's our listeners. It's really good sass, yeah. That's- like definitely my favorite one. Also, zero. Literally zero. Sarah said, I'd have M-Trace Grounds for entertainment discs, audio and videos to help while away the long X-Wing hyperspace flights. That's smart. That is really really smart. Um, Nancy would want M-Trace to scrounge around for Luke Skywalker. Uh. Obviously. (laughs) Hashtag, where's Luke? Yeah. Go find him, M-Trace. Um, and this week we have a new question for you all. Um, so we're going to answer it now, but be sure to tweet your answers to us and we will read them next week. Um, question is, what other stupid contests do you think Corin and Bro Jace do to try to prove who's superior? I know in like the first episode we talked about like a literal pissing match between the two of them. Uh, right? yeah. yeah. If That's they've had I enough was... drinks, I can totally imagine that happening. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what do dudes do to like. I think everything. Like I can run a hundred meters faster than you. Um, like yeah. I can imagine them doing all sorts of like athletic stuff. Being yeah, like, they're probably always that. like running around the base, like doing weird yeah. stuff. Don't they just fight? Right. Don't dudes just fight to like prove who's superior? I don't think they're allowed to do that. I mean, do they like arm wrestle or something? Maybe. Are they allowed to do that? Oh yeah, arm wrestling would. I be can see them having like hour long arm wrestling match because they're just like at like stagnant the whole time like, evenly matched they're both so angry and everyone else is just like they give up after like two yeah they just leave, leave. <laughs> <laughs> or um i don't know like i just can think of like so there's an episode of brooklyn 99 where um annie sandberg is like challenging his girlfriend's boss to all these bets and they get like progressively more ridiculous, and so that's kind of what I'm thinking of, where they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh well, guess how tall and dewback stakes wedges," or like all of these like really weird things. Oh, that's a good episode, <laughs> yeah, I can see that, right? Where they're like, "Well, I bet I could eat this faster than you can." <laughs> I just imagine them getting like really, really weird. <laughs> so like rancor, <laughs> yeah, they- yeah, right. They probably, like, literally everything, they probably turn into some weird little contest. Dudes, man. They're weird. We didn't really talk about, like, bro was such a bro in these chapters. Like, the probably the most bro yes. he's been yet. Like, there's one part where he's talking about, yeah. like, on the mission tomorrow, I'm going to do this. And Noara's like, dude, we're going to do this. <laughs> right? Because, <laughs> I mean, they keep talking about how, um, you know, if egos could power shields, he could save the whole squad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Brodrace. But he also talks, like, in a strikingly proper fashion. Like, after he, like, insults the other X-Wing pilots, his apology is, like, really formal. It's and so it's kind cool. of weird. I thought it was, like, the Wolfman for a second. Because I was like, why is he speaking like this? Yeah, right. I was really confused. <laughs> like, what is going on? Yeah, so bro, well, bro is an interesting character. If we have any actual bros who listen to the podcast, I'd love to hear from you this week. What do y'all do to prove <laughs> who's superior? Yeah, tell us. Tell us. I, I'm curious about the lifestyle of a dude, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like make a whole documentary. We'll 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 tweet it out to the world for you. I would legitimately watch that. Maybe that's something okay. we need to do. <laughs> Life of a Bro. This thrilling new documentary <laughs> reveals never-before-seen footage of the lifestyle. The elusive bro. The, the lifestyle of a bro. All right. Okay, get us out of here, Saf, before I say anything else. 
So you can find us at our website, farfarawayradio.com forward slash category forward slash rogue dash podron. Our Twitter is at rogue podron, which is where you can send the answers to our question. Our email is roguepod at farfarawayradio.com. And you can find us at the Far Far Away Radio iTunes feed. Okay, so that's it for this episode. But next time we'll be reading chapters 32 through the very end of X-Wing Rogue Squadron. So be prepared. We're finishing up the first book. We're going to take next week off for the holidays. So you have two weeks to read the thrilling finale of Rogue Squadron. And then tune into the end of that episode. And we'll share a little bit more about what our plans are for December, for The Force Awakens, uh, for the new year. And then getting into book two of the X-Wing series. It'll be an exciting ride for the rest of it. Okay, and with that, this is Rogue Podron signing off. Rogue Leader signing off. Rogue Six signing off. Rogue Seven signing off. Rogue Three signing off. Is Danny dead? Sandy. No, I'm here. Sandy. Oh, are you just pouting and not talking for some reason? I'm pouting. Heath, is your wife like Why throwing you know? dishes at the wall right now? <laughs> she's not throwing dishes at the wall, but she's cooking. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> it kind of sounds a little bit like it. Okay. Um, <laughs> let me do this. Did he just like mute himself? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes. He did. That'll work great, except when you want to say things. It's not really gonna solve the problem. Oh my god, I, I read like. No, it, it's not gonna solve the problem. <laughs> Heath, you're so dirty. Me. Uh. <laughs> Where did that <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Don't worry about it. What? We're having a moment. What do you mean don't worry about it? <laughs> Should I be worried about you guys? I'm definitely <laughs> I'm gonna take that as a yes. It was a tweet. Oh, oh the Poe one. Yeah. Always yeah. the Poe one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how is everyone enjoying Battlefront? Not... It's amazing. Uh, Jack tried to show me the Ewoks yesterday, but then once he saw them, they didn't come back, and I was really upset. <laughs> yeah. You always like see them out of the corner of the screen, and then when you get closer, they run into their little huts and don't come back out. Yeah, like, because he saw one running, and he said it was the best, because they're, like, Ewoks running, and that's really adorable. And then yeah. they didn't come out anymore. I did see some, like, hang gliding, though, which was great. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God, that's amazing. Um, if you are on the Imperial team on Endor, the Ewoks will throw rocks at you. Oh, <laughs> he was on the Rebel side. And on, um, on PlayStation, you get a special trophy. If you get hit with a rock by an Ewok. Yeah, that is amazing. <laughs> That's very cute. An E-Rock? Oh. 
It's good. Oh my gosh. It's the best I got tonight, so. No, it's good. You just keep working on it. 